Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I have a new ick. What is it? I'm opening a band-aid as we speak. Okay. <laughs> um, when men have numbers after their names, like Charles II, unless you are quite literally a king, <laughs> if you are in in line for the throne of a major country, and I'm like, like, actually, if I was to marry any like royal, I would hope it's a small country so I could literally flounce around calling myself the Queen of Monaco and have no responsibilities. No. I think I'd be a great, I'd be a great queen, first lady. I mean, if that was the life that was provided to me that I could have, only if I call them, you know, King Robert Charles the Third, I would do it. The, no, the 14th. I don't care. I wouldn't like, want to be born yacht, into it. Uh, I want to be married into it. Exactly. Because if you're born into it, you have to, like, grow up all stuffy. But, like, uh, I had my time. I live I have my, my life. Roots. I'm humble. I'm, exactly. I I'm for humble. the people. <laughs> yeah. I am the people. But, okay, yeah, back to the ick. When people have numbers after their names and then they make you say it. Like, no, I'm going to call you Charles. I know Charles the fourth junior. But also, I think it's okay. This is a hot take. And I'm so sorry if you're named after your parent. I think it's so vain to name your kid after you. They don't want to be named after you. Give them their own name. Like, imagine, that's such a man thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so great. I'm going to name my kid after me. There are, so, there are so many names on this earth, especially in this generation. Blueberry, muffin, <laughs> candle. Literally name your child anything but your own name. I think that's so vain. It's an ego thing. So I saw this TikTok the other day and it was this woman who was like, literally, where do men get the ego? She was like, the male ego for like most straight men is the funniest thing ever. And it all came about because there's this new filter called the glamour filter that makes you look like the sassy prince from Shrek. What's his name? Do you remember? Shrek 2? I don't know. All the characters I remember Shrek Shrek and Donkey. (laughs) Yeah, do you guys know who I'm talking about? Like that blonde little prince. Anyway, oh, I can't stand him. The fairy godmother's you know son. About blonde men. So she was like, literally, I do not understand men's ego because when she showed her boyfriend what he looked like with the glamour filter. By the way, if you are unfamiliar, this filter changes literally every single thing about your face. Like it makes you, it like chisels you out so bad. Like it's kind of supposed to look fake, you know. I look awful with it on. I was like, all these girls so looking cute. <laughs> Who gave this is the right filter? So she showed her boyfriend what he looked like with that filter, and he was like, I don't see a difference. And she was like, you're actually fucking delusional. And you, you, I'm wearing pink eyeshadow <laughs> and natural contour and a smoky eye. <laughs> 
And then I showed it with my boyfriend and he didn't see a difference either. And cause I was like trying to test that theory. So I, I did it with mine and he was like, I don't see, I don't know. I don't see a difference. And that just made me think, where do men get their ego? Like I have a big old ego. I'm a Leo. I'm an only child. I was born to have the biggest ego on planet earth. I don't, I don't even, I pale in comparison to men's egos. <laughs> Men think so highly of themselves. And I would just love some of that self-confidence. because. And you know, I like, know. I do take it upon myself to humble them when I get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. However, I will say, and, like, I was talking about this with someone yesterday, because I was like, I don't really think I have a type in terms of, like, physicality. Like, the only type thing that I have is that I don't trust blonde men because actually the reason why I don't trust blonde men is the reason why I should trust them because there's no way you're naturally blonde which you're making regular appointments to get it done and I should trust you because you have a regular schedule yeah like you're responsible maybe yeah but I just feel like you don't mix like you don't look right with me but um like especially men especially men who are blonde and you can't see their original roots like that's how you know they get it done regularly because even I don't make my appointments that regularly it's like them chemicals seeping in somewhere but anyway, aside from that, I don't think I really have a type. Then I realized I do, and it's men with ginormous egos. And I don't know how. Okay, but this is my thing. Someone told me this yesterday. They're like, you like un- emotionally unavailable men. That's not fair because how am I supposed to know they're unavailable when I meet them? Because they're available when I'm talking to them. So like, I can only figure that out by getting to know them. So I feel like it's unfair to say that. Well, maybe yeah. did they mean you like fall in love with emotionally unavailable men? Because then you would know, right? Okay, you didn't have to go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. But how are they all emotionally unavailable? I feel like that is just luck of the draw at that point. I feel like it's not a you thing, honestly. I feel like I'm, I'm making fun of you, but in reality and with all seriousness, I feel um, like a majority of the men, overwhelmingly the majority in New York City are emotionally unavailable. I don't get it though, because I'm like, okay, just become available. Like, do the work. I don't know. I just like, because like, I would consider myself to, am I emotionally available? I guess. Should I be? Probably not. But I just don't get the idea of that statement because it's like, do the work and become available. Like, because then they just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm ready. Okay, well, why aren't you ready yesterday? But like, do you believe that men, there's always that debate on TikTok. People are like, men don't date or marry the woman that they actually love. They marry the woman that's around when they're ready. They marry out of, not out of love, out of convenience. Yes. I That thought haunts me every single day. You'll, I'll be damned if I'll be someone's convenience. I will be damned. And honestly, I mean, that's the risk that you and I have to take because usually you and me date like older men. Mm-hmm. Usually. That's the risk we kind of have to take with dating older men. And it's like, is it just convenient for you right now to date somebody or you know, do you actually love me? Or am I just like the most convenient option for you right now? Which is why a good way to kind of like debunk that with your current partner, especially if they are older than you, is looking at their past relationships. So seeing like, did you put effort in? Was it kind of hard? Did it get hard at some points? And like, how much did you persevere kind of? That's the bet. Oh my God. Do you guys remember? This is like three episodes ago and you're not going to remember. But Cindy, do you remember three episodes ago when I was trying to think of that word that I learned from Veggie Tales? It was persevere. I'm, I'm, no, I'm That's actually so, I'm, no, no, no. I'm actually so sorry. You learned the word persevere from Veggie Tales? From the, for the first time, the first time I ever heard that word is from Veggie Tales. Oh, like, I thought you meant like, like recently. No, no. I, I was like, like you've never used the word persevere. No, that's the word that I learned. So VeggieTales was very prominent in my childhood. It was like the chocolate bunny song. The bunny. The, okay. Uh, <laughs> the way the peas. The blank stare you just got. <laughs> the way the peas talk. They talk like this. And that. 
the people who make that shit make me very uncomfortable. They were high the entire time they were writing. No, it. I just think it's kind of weird to make kids shows. <laughs> no, no, like I know, like this actually. I, I think about this a lot. Like really? the Wiggles make me drastically uncomfortable. <laughs> or like the guy who plays Teletubbies. Yes, but not because. But the thing is, Teletubbies are technically babies. Like the faces are babies. I'm talking about adults that are like, oh my god, it's a cat. Like that makes me really drastically uncomfortable. Like the Wiggles are making songs about eating your vegetables. Like you are 40 years old. Fruit salad, mm, yummy, yummy. Do you remember? And then that? you go home and like sleep with with your partner. Like I don't know. Like I couldn't date some. Like that's probably the one career I couldn't date is an adult who acts for children. It makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, anything else I can learn to love. <laughs> that I can't watch you talk about eating your vegetables and how to draw a cat and Blue's Clues. Okay, Steve is really attractive. Steve like, can get it. I can't, I can't marry a wiggle. Like, imagine going, to, imagine going to the concert and being like, yeah, that's my man. I can't do that. I so really sorry. Can't. I keep wheezing. I feel like they're all very, very Christian. Like, they have wives, but they haven't, like, they literally only sleep together to procreate. <laughs> is that bad? I don't know. I mean, if they are, I mean, I'm good. I mean, good for them, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It makes me really uncomfortable. Also, you know what else makes me uncomfortable is, so I follow a lot of Disney bloggers. I am a very uncloseted Disney adult because I talk about it on the Unclosited. podcast a lot. So I love one thing, like my only weird thing, like I don't collect merch. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't wear the Disney backpacks. Uh, no, oh, you have merch. Uh, okay, you have multiple have merches. I have You have many mugs. merches. You come home and do a merch haul when you go to Disney. I have mugs, guys, okay? I don't get those little like stuffed animals. Like I'm, I'm not like a freak, but well, okay. Anyway, so my really weird thing is that I follow Disney blogs and videos and stuff like on YouTube and a lot of the people I watch have like significant others and it's really, really hard for me to imagine them being intimate in any way whatsoever because think about it. You're making videos all day long, 30 plus minutes about how happy you are to see Mickey Mouse and like you, Disney is obviously a very young, innocent, childlike thing to be interested in and like I admit that. But I'm talking about the people who literally live in Orlando, go to Disney like three times a week. I know they probably do, but it's just hard for me to envision it. You know what I mean? Actually speak. Sarah has a stuffed animal on her bed. Named it's not Disney stuffed animal yes, though. It's Boosie, a bear. Boosy, Boosy, Boogie. It's my four-year-old stuffed animal, and her name is Bully. I do have to say, now the vacation mother—that is a white person thing. Yeah, it's like totally. having having a childhood thing. No, because I can't even name a single toy that I had as a child. But all of my white friends have like my blankie, or like my bibby, or my boo boo. <laughs> Girl, I had silence like. <laughs> And they're like, hey, help me go to bed. No. They turned the light off and I went to bed. Like, there was no me for, to cuddle something. Like, no. There was none of that. Um, no, but, like, like when... I don't, I don't even mean to be offensive by this. Like, when do you let it go? <laughs> no, but, like, are you going to be 40, like, with a husband, like, sleeping with Boogie? No, no. So, one clarification is that when I... <laughs> Sorry. This girl brought it on the plane. She brought it to no. Paris. She made it sleep in our bed with us in Paris. <laughs> so, whatever she's about to say is fully capped. That's all I have to say. No, I wasn't even... Oh, my God. I have to calm down. No. So, a couple things about Bully, by the way. So, I get it right. Bully. Bully, Boogie, I got her when I was four. My dad won her for me in a bottle toss contest, which means a lot to me because she kind of represented my dad as I was growing up because my dad would go on deployment and was like never home. So bully was kind of like a replacement stuffed animal. At least that's what my child mind thought, right? 
So obviously then I went to college. It was very hard to like let that bear go. I do have to clarify. I don't know when I'm going to give her up. The answer is probably never. But <laughs> when I have my boyfriend over. That's my question. The like, bear is not there. Like she's in the closet. And I'm like, <laughs> does she watch you guys do stuff? No, I put her in the closet. I put her but in the I closet. Still, there's, there's got to come a point in your life where you let it go. I just want to know what it is that makes you do it. Like, is it when you move in with your partner? No, I'm going to, no way. I just can't think of a situation in my life where I'd let that bear go. And you know what's comforting? It's going to be a thruple. It's going to be a thruple. No. You, booly, boogie, boosie, and your man. No, because. No, you're literally the thruple. That's crazy. Because you know what comforts me is Molly May in Love Island season, what was that, five? Because uh, she Ellie is Belly. what? Yeah, Ellie Belly. She's yeah. what, 26? No, we're the same age. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she also has a child. And she gave Ellie Belly to her kid. Okay. I would never give bully to my child. We're going to talk about this. Because I love Molly May. Tommy's there. And Tommy's I, face scares me a little bit. There. He reminds me of the thing, the 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 thing, the lion from Lion King. Scar? No. Oh, the baby Simba? one. Yeah, like okay. his face looks like Simba to me. It's a little like smushed, and I, I can't decide if it's because if he's a boxer or that's just his facial shape, or if Molly made just edits the shit out of him. No, like I think he's attractive, but he kind of he's reminds so me of hot. a very muscular child. You know, it's it's something about his face. It just like. It doesn't bother me. Like, obviously, he's very attractive. But I look at him, and I'm like, there's something about your face that just confuses me. And I don't yeah. know what it is. And it's crazy, though, because... Oh, no, 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 no. What's... Okay, let me just... Let me just bring this back. It's my favorite season of Love Island. I'm so excited. So, it's crazy because as of now... Okay, like, let me just name all the crazy things. Number one, they have a child together. And in the show, when you get towards, like, the final, you have to take care of a fake baby. And it's, like, cute because, like, now the baby's real. And then two, oh my God. what's crazy, and just shows me how good of a person Molly May is, is that Molly May's best friend in real life is Maura Higgins. They met on Love Island. Maura came onto the show and stole her the man who is now her child's father, <laughs> and now they're best friends. That's crazy. That's some shit that would happen to us. Yeah. I feel like that's how we would meet, and then we'd be like, okay. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, like, Chance and I are Esmo sisters, like, 60 times over, and we didn't that care. That is so funny. Um, no, it's crazy. But it's also, like... Um. Yeah. Why would you name your kid Bambi? Like that's their child thing. No, because they literally kill the mother. Number okay. Number one, Bambi's a deer. <laughs> um, she is a she is Disney? a deer. Yes, but that's she's the also ultimate a, form of Disney adult is naming your child after a Disney character. But like if it's like like a name, like Jasmine, like that's a name, Bambi. Not only is it a deer, um, the mother gets shot. It's a traumatizing movie. Also, the baby's name is Bambi Fury. I can't, picture, that one I can't picture calling an adult Bambi. Like, hey, Bambi. Okay, well, there's some names I can't imagine calling a child. Like what? Hey, Barbara. Oh, like imagine, imagine you have a three-year-old and you're like, Barbara, come here. Or like, Deborah. Or my mom's name, Tammy. Like, you're, that's an adult name. Also, Phil. Imagine calling a four-year-old Phil. Or like... Come here, Phil. Catch the ball, Phil. Oh, another rational ick. When people have names and the nicknames either as long as the name... Or has nothing to do with the name, like Richard and Dick, <laughs> or like James and Jim. I don't get that. I like hate that. Like let's let's talk about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Nickname means the name becomes nicked. Like <laughs> if it's a whole other name, it's not a nickname. You're changing your identity. Oh, so another ick. The name Johnson, like as a word, because I can't spell it for the life of me. <laughs> I don't like that there's so many consonants in a row. Like an N is like a little H. So I put to put them next to each other. Ooh, it makes my mind. Also, Jonathan. 
Yes, because where where's where are the H's and the N's? I, I get confused H? with the vowels. I'm like, is it an O? Is it an A? It could yeah. be both. Oh, I really don't like that name. I know Jonathan. I don't. It's like a sucky that. name. My wow. crush in like third grade was named Jonathan, and I would always spell his name wrong, and he'd get really upset, and I felt really bad. The guy I loved at summer camp when I was in fifth grade, going to sixth grade, his name was Jonathan, and he had a mohawk mullet. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Or else when people laugh like ha ha ha. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people who do that. No, it's actually too. really annoying. <laughs> and you know what's like kind of weird? Like not everyone laughs like that, but like someone made that the default way to spell a laugh is ha ha. I mean, how would you spell my laugh? My wheeze laugh. That's like <laughs> you know. Yeah. How would you spell that? P A H. It's like a. P- yeah. Like it's a struggle for breath in life. Yeah, and you then like the is a P-F-F-F-T. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I think I stopped doing it a little bit, yeah. but it's still there. Yeah. You did it, I think, like senior year of college. It was a really big thing. Yeah. I think it's because I lost the ability to laugh, so I would just like, every time I wanted <laughs> Exhale to Exhale every time you wanted to laugh instead. Make sure you're still alive. All right, so we, I guess we did kind of touch on this a little bit with like our, you know, pre-topic rantings, but the topic for today's episode is delusion. Um, We can both be very delusional sometimes, and I feel like the best way to kind of tackle that is come on here and talk about our embarrassing delusions and like how people can, you know, the different types of delusions, how you can be delusional like in a relationship, in life in general with like goals and that versus realism, so... Let's that was <laughs> dive right in. Yo, thesis. <clears throat> um, no, my group chat for law school is literally called the Delulus. <laughs> the Delulus? The Delulus. Because 9% of the things that we say are just not reality. Oh. But you know what? It could be concerning or it could be motivation. And you know, 
Like, I will say the most delusional aspect of my life will be my delusion chips. Where it's like, I know I'm not dating this person. Imagination chips. I know I'm not with this person. But in my head, in an alternate universe that I existed at times, we's chillin'. Like, we good. Like, one of those is Chris Evans. Like, that's probably my biggest delusion. Because, like, you could, you actually could not tell me that if me and Chris Evans were in a room together that we wouldn't end up married. Like, I know I'd have it unlocked. <laughs> but I think I can actually trace the source of my delusion, which I think a lot of people can't do. Because, you know, it's hard to, like, find the source of your trauma. Yeah. I know the exact source of my delusion, and it's One Direction. Because... Oh, my God. It's actually a very good question for my parents. Because were they not concerned? Um, I was writing stories about them, about, like, fan fiction about them. And in my head, it was fully me. Um, like, when I say write, I mean, like, I write and I publish them. Um, yeah. And multiple. And I also um, had, like, a shrine to them in my room. I had this one drawer. And it was probably the neatest drawer you'll ever see in your entire life. That had all of my, like, paraphernalia. Is that the right word? That sounds like a very nasty word. Paraphernalia? That sounds like it's an icky word. No, I feel like that's right. Memorabilia is what I'm going to oh. say. Because paraphernalia sounds really wrong. I don't know what that means. Paraphernalia. Oh, I really thought that was right, man. I don't know. It sounds like pedophilia to me. Yeah. Okay, no, it is paraphernalia. Oh, okay. I'm going to say memorabilia because it sounds a little less creepy. Um, like t-shirt, like concert tickets, t-shirts, like magazines. Like if I saw their face, I bought it and went in that drawer. And like it went, didn't ever occur to me because like in my head, like I was going to marry one of them. Like that's how my life was destined to, tur- like, to turn out. There was an order in which I would marry them. Like, Harry would also be my first option. But, like, I could also deal with Zane. I could deal with Liam. I could deal with Niall post-braces. Louis was never on that list. Um, You're, you have a problem. Like, you couldn't tell me that that wasn't going to happen. And I think the weirdest part of that delusion was that, like, if I did meet them, they'd be okay with the fact that I had a drawer dedicated to them as a child. Like, that wouldn't have become an issue. Well, that's what confuses me about Justin Bieber and Haley because, I mean, she was, like, a super fan of his, and now they're married, so I just, I don't know. I guess she was, like, rich. But my thing is, like, if you were to marry a celebrity, like, would you pretend like you didn't know who they were, or would you act like a fan? I would think that I was that girl who's just, like, at, <laughs> this is funny, I saw a video about this the other day, uh, a girl, like, at a Harry Styles concert, and she got, like, front row seats, and they, she was, like, right up there, she could have, like, smelled Harry's breath, and instead she, like, sat down, crossed her legs, and read a book. To be like, oh, not one of those girls, you know, like, I'm different. And I just think that's so funny. And I really would love to believe that I wouldn't do that, but I totally would. Like, I would purposefully walk in, sorry to mention your man, walk in front of, I'll say Matthew McConaughey so you don't get jealous. Thank you. Well, I'm supposed to be jealous because that's <laughs> no, also just on the list. <laughs> she was um, Benedict Cumberbatch. She was the only girl that won. <laughs> ooh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry. Ew. I am <laughs> disturbed. Um, I know that I would purposefully kind of bump into Matthew at a bar and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Do I know you from somewhere? You know, I'd pull that shit. And it would work. Like, you cannot tell me that that wouldn't work because I am so fucking pretty. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you are actually the biggest Leo I have ever met because there's no way she just. (laughs) No, you're crazy. Um, the most embarrassing moment of my life was when Sydney and I were in Paris. Oh my god! Okay, I was. And let me just, let me paint you a picture. We're in a not even a one bedroom apartment. It was a big room with a curtain in the middle. I'm in the bathroom that has no door. In the shower that has no door, and I'm showering. And all I hear is one Sarah singing. Okay, so I don't know. Sarah has a very childlike interest, and she was watching H two O, the Mermaid Show, when we were in France, and she was somehow watching it and doing her makeup and singing. So I was like, okay, Sarah's me and Sarah. Like, I'm just in the shower, you know? Yeah, this is normal for Sydney, by the way. And I turned the shower off, and the first thing I hear is, 
Why'd you say? He's like, I'm perfect. Yeah, but she just like, whispered it to herself. Was, is that I thought no one could hear me. No, <laughs> so like, I whispered it under my breath. I was like, you're perfect. No, like it wasn't even like an affirmation. Like she was actually staring at herself. She was like, fuck, I'm perfect. I was like, girl, honestly, I admire it because I can never have that much confidence. But period. That was the I think most embarrassing moment of my life. I didn't even realize I did that. And then you came out of the bathroom like, what the fuck? Did you but she does it all the time and doesn't think that I hear like this is the mirror. And but both our apartments, we're like somewhat close to my door, like the mirror you have when you leave, the one that's always in our story, actually, that circle mirror. Um, and she'll just go and like fluff her hair and be like, "I look so good," and just leave. <laughs> I love it. Like it's never like an internal thought. Like it doesn't stay in your head. It comes out, and it's funny. Yeah, it comes out in words of affirmation and also actions too like I love being the first person to go up to guys in bars and if I get turned down I'm like that was absolutely your loss you're either gay or you have a girlfriend like either or and you can't tell me anything else see I wish but I will say though like when it comes if I met celebrity like I think I would pretend okay because I'm actually scared to talk about this because I'm scared it's gonna get me kicked off the app but um I am on a certain um quote-unquote celebrity dating app that rhymes with the word bia I'm not saying the name because I do not want to get kicked off. And, like, the one – it's, like, Fight Club. Like, the first rule is that you can't talk about it. Like, on the app, you can't screenshot things. Even if, like – because – okay, it's so weird. So you apply to the app. You have to, like, give them, like, business information to, like, prove that you're, like, a professional or something. And then it's, like, a wait list. They handpick people to get onto the app. And then in order to get onto the app, they send you a DM, like, from the official account with, like, a number – and you have to enter that number to connect to your Instagram to prove that you're the real person, like a verified account. Um, so there's like a lot of steps to make sure that like if you're on this app, you're that actually that person. So it's mostly normal people, but I do see a few celebrities on there. And like you only get like four quote unquote direct DMs to people. So if you're like heckin' famous or like you're just so random that I can't let it go, I'm not gonna say anyone's names because I don't want to get in trouble. But um, like I'm gonna DM you. Like I, I, I can't not. And it's so funny because every time I pretend like I don't know the person, but like there's actually no way that I would be swiping on you if you were not you. Oh my if you god. Were not, you know, because I will say like um, I have a very niche show that I'm actually freaking obsessed with. I've read all of the books twice. I'm restarting the series right now. I've watched all seven seasons probably four times, waiting for the next season to come out on BBC. And I've actually watched it a million times. And he's not even the character in the show I'm most attracted to, but he's in the show. So obviously I'm going to have to swipe on him. So I literally, in like in his profile, um, there's like a song, like a very weird like Jamaican song. And I'm like, okay, you're not even from the U.S., let alone Jamaica. He's <laughs> um, actually Scottish. And so I swiped up and like asked about the songs. I was like, that's so random. Like, how did you come across like whatever? Uh, he never answered me, and I don't think that he will. However, <laughs> it was my little fantasy of, like, oh, my God, like, I, I know exactly where you're from. I'm going to pretend like I don't because this is my moment to shine. But I don't – one thing I don't like about the app is that, like, if you are, like, celebrity, celebrity, obviously you're going to get, like, a lot of requests. They only allow – they only push requests into your inbox of your, quote, unquote, your type. Oh. And you know what? <laughs> During Black History Month, that felt a little anti-black because, you know, the girls in this app – are all influencers with triple D's and green eyes and whatever. And I was like, hmm, you know what? It'll happen one day. I mostly am on. I like hope I find my actor baddie husband, but also I just love, you know, I'm intrinsically nosy. Uh, I'm proactively curious. So it just feels right. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All right, so we took a little break. You guys, Sydney's going to another gala. This is my third out of six. Yeah. I just want to know how people have these many dresses. (laughs) I have four, and they will be recycled through. They're like, have you worn up before? No. No, this is new. I just bought it. It it looks the same, but it's not because I just bought it. I hate people that are like that. They're like, you wore that before. Yes, because that's that's purpose of clothing. That's what a washing machine is for. Exactly. So. Ooh. Oh, I hate that. I love having a few staple pieces that can be like, can be expensive, whatever, but just a few good quality staple pieces that I can reuse and rewear um, because they usually like last way longer than stuff you would get at like Zara or Aritzia, even though I love Zara and Aritzia and that's all I shop at. Um, but I like those kind of like routine staple pieces. So like when people do say that, I like to come back at them with, well, Quality over quantity, am I right? And then they always get really quiet. And I'm like, yeah. My thing, though, is, like, people that are like, oh, I could never wear the same outfit twice. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's the point of clothing. If anything, I feel like it's wasteful. Like, if you can literally not wear a combination twice. Like, I don't understand the purpose of that. Number one, I can promise you no one cares. Like, if I see you wear the same jeans you wore three weeks ago, wow. It's weird that I would even notice in the first place. So I'm very much out of repeat because who cares? Yeah. You know. If it's clean. I mean, also that's a very like privileged thing to say too, I feel like. Because what if people don't have that many clothes? Like relax. Like what if I can't afford to get a new like literal gala dress every two seconds? No, I posted this dress uh, two pictures ago. Mm -hmm. You don't see it again. (laughs) My hair is new. Accessories are going to be the same too. And you know what? I don't want to hear anything about it. You know what I miss? They had this editing app where you could color in your clothes different colors and it looked natural. You know, it's not that kind of 
paint feature they have on Facetune. You can actually like change your clothes' color manually, which I love editing my pictures manually. So that was really cool. But then they, um, what's it? They took it down. That whole app? Or just yeah, the, the whole app. I think it was called Photo Fix. I don't know if you guys oh, remember. Because it's, it's a part of Adobe. Yeah, so why did they take it down? I don't know. But I remember the app because when we had our old, like, very strict crying in public feed of very particular colors, I don't know why I chose them, I would literally change our outfits to mix, match those colors. Then I realized life's too short. We put so much effort into creating that rebrand, like the first rebrand we ever yeah. had, which I think was like two May last May, two Mays ago, um, where we changed all of our colors. We were at like what light blue, light pink, and white, yeah. and we changed them all to navy blue, beige, white, like ivories. It was really, really mature. It's giving maturity. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, we kind of ate that rebrand. I mean, getting our photographs taken by the in-house photographer for Oscar De Laurento was, I think, the biggest flex of my life. <laughs> yeah, Cindy and I will never forget. We went to that shoot. It was a five hour shoot and me and her forgot to eat that day and we were also hungover so we go and we're like <laughs> it was pouring rain i've been so hangry in my life yeah and actually i'm hangry like actually every day so i I'm think we were hangry right for the first hour and we were in awful moods and then the following four hours we could not stop laughing we were just giddy as hell no it's because he brought his assistant his assistant was cute <laughs> i still follow him um no that was too much too much speaking of that's nothing people were talking about yeah um, I'm obsessed with kombucha right now. But it's really weird because not like regular people kombucha because I don't know. The idea of it makes me uncomfortable. But this one brand, this is not an ad because if anything, I should stop drinking it. It's called Kavita. It's like kombucha lemonade. And I don't know. I didn't think it was kombucha because I just was thirsty and I went to go buy it from like our law school cafe. And I was like, yo, this shit kind of slapped. And what then, does it taste like? I don't know. Oh. I'm not really going to describe it. <laughs> it's only 20 calories. It's like no sugar, no protein. There's no, literally nothing in it. It's so weird though. The bottle says not dairy. It's lemonade. Yeah, Why what? would I think it was? <laughs> it's like has no gluten, no caffeine. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. But I got addicted to it to the point where I ate every single, drank every single one that our law school, um, law school cafe has. And to the point, like no one else drinks them. So the guy that owns the cafe came up to me and he calls me literally kombucha girl. Every time, not joking, every time he sees me, anywhere, it could be on campus, it could be in the law school, it could be passing, he'll be like, kombucha girl. And I'm like, yeah. Um, Is he Jamaican? No, I don't know why. Oh. Jamaican accent. <laughs> He's from India. Raj, my king. Um, he now special orders the boxes for me and just keeps them behind the counter because no one drinks them besides me. That is love at its finest, I think. You know, that's actually true love. Uh, speaking of love, it's my grandpa's 80th birthday this what was weekend. The because I love my grandpa. Oh, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say like Valentine's Day. No. Um, my grandpa's 80th birthday, which is huge, is this weekend. I'm so excited. And I unfortunately can't be there, so I wrote him a like four-page letter. You and love I letters. I was sobbing while I was writing this letter, which just sucks because I'm really proud of my makeup today. I've only written like one letter ever to my ex. And it's funny because I remember sending it and he was like, I'm not reading that. And oh, then, that's so funny. And we were dating at the time. And I remember- It's actually was, really funny. I had my old laptop because I spent so much time on it too. And I thought it was like so cute and poetic. And then I spilled an entire ball of apple juice on my laptop last week. So two weeks ago. So I had to use my old laptop. And this laptop was weird because the keys melted. Like my battery exploded and all the keys just kind of melted together. I don't know why I was have bad luck with laptops. So I like only have my old stuff on there. And so I found the letter on there and I reread it back and I was like, ill, so corny. I wouldn't have read it either. And I'm actually disgusted myself that I wrote it. But 
now that I've seen myself through a corny light, I don't know if I shook myself anymore. Yeah. I love telling this story because and this is this is very, very related. I love telling this story, but at the same time, I also feel kind of bad because, like, people make mistakes, and I'm sure he's not this person anymore. Hopefully, hopefully I've taught him by the end of our relationship that these opinions suck. But my ex, one of my exes wrote me this letter, and it was literally, I shit you not, 17 pages long. And it was kind of, you know what it was giving? That scene from Friends where they were all down the shore and Rachel and Ross are thinking about getting back together but it was after that whole I was on a break thing so Rachel writes him like a 14 page letter about front and back single spaced about how upset she was and how he want, she wanted him to take full responsibility right so he was like reading it and fell asleep while he was reading it and it was a whole bit but that's what that was giving because literally and each page just got worse than the last like it was the most I think sexist offensive letter I've ever read in my entire life and it was all over because I wore like this kind of halfway see-through shirt at, during like fashion no it's actually so funny because I haven't even read the whole letter before I've only like seen snippets of it yeah. or read snippets of it and like I've never felt it was like fifth hand embarrassment because it's not only like he had the like Imagine a man being so upset about your shirt that he, one, wrote to you a letter on Google. Like, he, he sat there and he was like, I need Google Docs right now. <laughs> Typed a 14 freaking page letter about how upset he is about your shirt. And then he sent it. That's the worst part to me. Like, you could have just written it and kept it to yourself. But no, you sent it. Or written it, read it, and then decided afterwards, like, oh, I probably won't send this. This is incredibly offensive. No. no, I mean, he was like, oh, I want, you know, wonder you get cat called so much. Like, this is why things happen. I was like, uh, what? Like, thank you. He really wrote that and was like, that ate. <laughs> that ate. No. No, exactly. Oh, my God. Again, men have, and that's delusional in itself, you know, to bring it right on back to the topic. Men are literally so delusional sometimes. My exes define delusion. I do not understand sometimes. Like, I look at my exes and I'm like, what made you do the things that you do? Like, one of my exes, he cheated on me with, like, one of my friends and thought I wouldn't find out. Heller, I don't understand. It's corny. No, I think, I have so many ex, actually. But on all 800 of them, number two, I don't even know what number one, I'm saying number one for, like, a really big moment. Because I don't know what it is. Like, number one, it would be the one that would, like, I would have to block you. Like, I couldn't see your face again because I'm so icked out. But, like, a very, very solid number two is corny men. No, because, like, I will see TikToks or, like, my friends will tell me, like, things that, like, their guys say to them. Like, everything your ex did was so corny. And I don't know how you did it. And I, my ex wasn't even corny. He was just an asshole. But I don't know. I can't do corny guys. Like, mushy. Ugh. I can't. I can't. Because it's, like, there's a line. There's, like, cute, smushy. And I see, like, TikToks of girls. Like, some of them were, like, cute. Like, the guy will bring them flowers. Like, that. that's cute. That's that's fine. Yeah, it's not icky. It's not. It's just considerate. Then I see, ew. And I see some guys, like, post TikToks or, like, girls will explain things that their boyfriends do for them. And I don't know how they date them. Like, I don't know. I can't do it. Like, I'm trying to think. Okay. For example, when guys do things I think are just for the girls. The corniest thing ever is baby talk. I hate when men baby talk. Why, why are you talking? Ew. Sorry. I'm thinking about it. I, I don't like it. I, or people in couples, they talk to each other. Like, wait, you, ew. I, uh, why? There's a whole Seinfeld episode about that. I, I would just like to repeat everything that that. I don't like that. I literally can't. Seinfeld was so good. I finished it, by the way. Also, I try to give, because it's by the same people. I try to give Curb Your Enthusiasm a try. Hated it. Could My not get into it. My dad loves Curb Your Enthusiasm. I didn't get into Seinfeld. Like, I've never, my dad doesn't really have emotions, but he loves, like, he, I don't know, he's like gotten a very emotive person, but he always laughs so hard at Curvy Enthusiasm. I, I watched one it. episode and I was like, okay. 
You know what show that I've recently given another try that I'm obsessed with right now because I watched it the first time, couldn't get into it, hated it, and I started it again. It is Only Murders in the Building. And I usually love Selena Gomez. Martin Short's one of my favorite actors of all time because I always tell people I'm, like, if I were identi- if I were to identify with three villains in, like, fiction, it would be Miss Hannigan from Annie because I hate kids uh, Trunchbolt from Matilda, because I hate kids, and Jack Frost from <laughs> Santa Claus. You kind of look like him. Wait, thank you. Like My I mom says that. Yeah. Because you know why? Because this is what he does. I'm going to just paint you a picture. In like Santa as Cla- Jack Frost. Yeah, only. Only. <laughs> no, and you know why? Because we're the same person. This is what happens. Jack Frost steals Christmas, basically. Like, he goes back in time to recreate the idea of Christmas, and his recreation is literally just this, like, Disney World-looking theme park where he's the star and a huge celebrity, and he performs this musical act in front of everybody that's a rendition of New York, New York, but instead of New York, New York, it's North Pole, North Pole. And I just think it is one of the most beautiful pieces of art in literal history. And it would be me. Like, that's what I would do. I think... I think growing up is realizing that a lot of these villains weren't villains. Like Ursula. I'll um, I'll say it. I'll say it. She's kinda she kinda ate like she <laughs> like if you really think about it. This whiny little girl swimming around, won't stop singing about forks and gibbops and gizmets, all because she saw this man once and wants to literally give no. And you know what? Ursula's so real for this because where was her dad? Where was her mom? During all this happening, a 14-year-old child is staring at men over rocks and willing to give up her legs and her voice to go talk to him, number one. And so Ursula was like, let me teach you a lesson. Give me your voice, and then you can go talk to this man because you've never heard him speak. You don't know him. You think he's cute. And she did it. She sold her soul for this man. I guess they kind of did end up together, but she left her family for some random man. And Ursula knew. She was real for that. She was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson through this. Was the lesson learned? No. But it was, it was there. It was there. You know what other villain who I actually don't think it's a villain? Maleficent. Because, I was going to say the same thing. Yes. Because Angelina, she can do no wrong. Exactly. But she, she was an outcast. Everybody hated her because she was different. The king and queen are actually really the villains. But then Aurora, she kind of like raises her and, you know, she's this ant figure towards her and she just wants to give her a gift and they won't let her. So then she gets all pissy and as revenge, she like puts the daughter to sleep. She didn't even, like if she was truly bad, she would have killed her. No, she just put her to sleep. And that's what happened. And, and then guess she's a what? dragon, which is so cool. And guess what? She still got the man. Mm-hmm. So who really, who really lost? Exactly. Who no really lost? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other villains there are. Uh, Scar, I love. I love that villain. I think he's an actual villain, but he's my favorite villain for sure. At least in the Disney franchise. I remember seeing Jafar in like Jasmine too, and I was like, Why is Jafar kind of hot? Okay, that's just you. <laughs> I was kind of like ill. I'm kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, the hourglass scene. Yeah. I feel like, Jeff- yeah, because I was like, I'm a little young. This, I don't think I should be watching this, but also her. No, she was ball gagged and tied yeah. up, and I was like, is this my In a little red awakening? thing, and she was like in the hourglass. And I was like, isn't she like 14? <laughs> Jafar looks, okay, in my head, Jafar, his cousin, his first cousin. Honestly, it could be his brother, is the voodoo man from Princess and the Frog. That's my second favorite villain. After, who did I say? Oh, after Scar... The Shadow Man means everything to me. He's the best song in the movie. He's so complex. He also, I wouldn't oh, consider so him complex. a villain. I wouldn't consider him a villain either. I think he's just fucking. And the real villain was Naveen. Um, yeah. Because you had to turn into a frog to turn your ego down. And you still had an ego. <laughs> like, goodbye. Um, but he did realize that he got the beautiful black queen in the end. So I love him for that. Um, okay, two things about Naveen. Ugh, Naveen. If I could marry any um, 
animated character, it'd be first Naveen and then Eric from from that, saying that sentence again, really uncomfortable. Um, from Little Mermaid. Um, I think I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, he's so cute. And then, but definitely Naveen. But our Who's your third? With, name one more, because I have my top three on deck. You know I do. All the rest of them are blonde. Um, oh. one Flynn Rider. Okay. Two Shang from Mulan. Oh, definitely. Shang. What is definitely wrong Shang. with Sorry, you? I no, he's actually number two. <laughs> he's no, actually. He's 1.5. <laughs> Shane, at Flynn Rider, he's okay, but like, I don't like really adventurous men like that. If you want to go hike, go hike. Why you carry on a frying pan and all this stuff? <laughs> but I kind of like that little bad boy turn. I like his cute. face and his yes. head. But like, everything else about him is really annoying. His hair. Also, you know, actually, you know how I've been critiquing every Disney movie? That's my qualm with what Tangled. Mm hmm. He did not cut her hair that short. That was so wrong of him. <laughs> like, he could have cut it at any point, and it would have, like, been fine. He was like, no, I'm going to jack your shit up. And Lily gave her this spiky-looking mohawk. You could have given her a bob, a lob, literally anything in between. No, he's like, I'm going to jack your stuff up. For actually no reason. <laughs> he, he was stabbed. He didn't realize what he was doing. He could have left 18 inches on there or something. Like, you literally gave that girl a jacked-up pixie cut for no reason. He's oh so he's God. actually so wrong for that. That's so funny. And then afterwards, wait, this one's funny. He was like, oh, "Brunette's kind of turned me on." I was Ew. like, "Why do I want to go brunette right Ew. now?" Okay, I love how we didn't talk about <laughs> the topic literally one time. Yeah. All right, ready to sign off? Yeah. All so right. after not speaking about the topic at all, you know, sometimes life happens. Sometimes you're so delusional that you can't get to the topic. I'm also side note. I'm actually really dead because a couple weeks ago, someone DM'd us and they're like. I was literally laughing this entire episode, but I have to ask, were you guys on, like, anything? Like, like on substances. On you substances. can probably guess what she said. Yeah, and that, the, the thing is, like, actually, no. <laughs> like, we, were, we literally just were so delusional by the end of the day, like, when we get home from work and school, that we kind of, yeah, we just, like, lose our minds. <laughs> so, no, this is just us. This is just yeah. our personality. We are actually stone cold sober right now, and, yeah. like, I just poured myself my little post-episode glass of wine. I think I had two sips, so. And Sydney's not drinking. She's doing dry whenever she wants. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow us on socials at Crying in Public Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We actually are <laughs> releasing another TikTok in, like, yes, a couple no, days, which is guys, so exciting. we're going to be back. I'm on spring break. We're going to be in content overload. And then, uh, as always, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever. Wait, love you. Bye. Peace. Say bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. 
Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 